Jordan, a social worker, has been working with Elena, a 30-year-old woman who is seeking therapy for relationship issues. During session, Elena frequently expresses feelings of abandonment and distrust, reminiscent of her past experiences with parental figures. Jordan has started to notice a strong emotional reaction to Elena's accounts, feeling overly protective and sometimes frustrated. Jordan recognizes these feelings as potential counter-transference, possibly linked to their own unresolved issues related to parental relationships. This recognition has made Jordan cautious about their reactions and responses during therapy sessions with Elena. In managing the impact of transference and counter-transference in their relationship with Elena, which of the following actions would be the least appropriate for Jordan to take? A, engaging in self-reflection and seeking supervision to understand and manage their own emotional reactions to Elena's situation. B, setting clear and consistent therapeutic boundaries to maintain a professional relationship and avoid enacting personal dynamics. C, revealing personal experiences with parental issues to Elena to create a sense of empathy and sharing understanding. D, continuously assessing and adjusting therapeutic approaches to ensure that Elena needs are being addressed effectively and ethically. All right, so let's start out with process elimination. A, do we keep A or are we getting rid of it? Um, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Got it. What about B? Do we keep it or do we get rid of it? Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Cool. C, do we keep it or get rid of it? Keep it. Keep, keep it. it. Keep it. Okay. D, do we keep it or get rid of it? Get rid, get rid of, of it. it. Get rid of it. Good. Y'all didn't cut off in that. Yes, you guys saw least. So that means that we got to think about it in reverse. What are all the actions we would do to get to the one we would do? So C is correct. Revealing personal experiences with parental issues to Elena to create a sense of empathy and shared understanding. The least appropriate action for Drew would be to share the personal experience with parental issues. This disclosure risks blurring the boundaries of the therapeutic relationship and may shift the focus away from Elena's needs. It can also complicate the transference and counter-transference dynamics, potentially hindering Elena's therapeutic process. So why not the others? A, engaging in self-reflection, seeking supervision is a critical aspect of managing counter-transference. It helps the social worker understand their emotional reactions and maintain a professional stance. Then we got B, setting clear and consistent boundaries is essential in any therapeutic relationship, especially when navigating complex transference and counter-transference dynamics. It helps to maintain the integrity and effectiveness of the therapeutic process. Then we got D continuously assessing and adjusting the therapeutic approaches is an integral part of the ethical practice, ensuring that the client's needs are prioritized and that the therapy remains client-centered. Okay, so those are the rationales for those. Let's go on to the next one. Liam, a four-year-old, has been bought to therapy for his parents who are concerned about his recent behavioral changes. Previously sociable and engaged, Liam has become increasingly clingy and anxious, particularly in new environments or when separated from his parents. At home, he shows signs of aggression, such as wanting to be bottle-fed and resisting independent play. 
His parents describe this behavior as uncharacteristic and are worried about his development. During sessions, Liam shows reluctance to engage with the social worker and frequently seeks reassurance from his parents. The social worker notes these behaviors as potential indicators of challenges in Liam's separation individuation process. In Margaret Mahler's theory of separation individuation process to understand Liam's behavior, which of the following interventions would be least appropriate for the social worker to recommend to Liam's parents? So we got A, encouraging Liam's parents to gradually expose them to short periods of separation to foster a sense of independence and security in his ability to function without them. B, recommending that Liam's parents respond to his regressive behaviors by reverting to treating him as an infant, including bottom feeding to soothe his anxiety. Then we've got C, suggesting play therapy to provide Liam with a safe and supportive space to address his emotions and work through his separation anxiety. Then we've got D, advising Liam's parents to maintain consistent routines and provide clear boundaries to help him feel secure and supported during this developmental phase. All right, so let's start with A. Do we keep A or do we get rid of A? Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. All right. B, do we keep B or do we get rid of it? Keep, keep it. Keep it. Okay. C, do we keep it or get rid of it? Get, get rid, rid of, it. of it. D, do we keep it or get rid of it? Get rid, get of, rid, rid of it. Awesome. So B, you guys, is the correct answer. Recommending that Leon's parents respond to his regressive behaviors by reverting to treating him as an infant, including bottle feeding to soothe his anxiety. So the least appropriate intervention would be to encourage Leon's parents to respond to his regression by treating him as an infant again. This approach is counterproductive to the separation individuation process as it may reinforce Liam's regressive behaviors rather than promoting his development towards independence and individuality, which was the point of Margaret Mahler's theory. Okay, so why not the others? A, gradually exposing Liam to short periods of separation can be beneficial. It aligns with Mahler's theory by encouraging independence while ensuring that Liam feels secure and supported. C, play therapy is an appropriate intervention as it offers a therapeutic space for Liam to explore and express his emotions, facilitating his progress through the separation and individuation stages. D, maintaining consistent routines and providing clear boundaries are important strategies. They help in creating a stable environment which is essential for uh, children navigating the separation individuation process. So of course that was an application question that was testing Margaret Mahler. Of course on the actual exam, most likely they would not tell you that is Margaret Mahler. They'll probably just say separation individuation process and expect you to know the meeting. So let's go to the next one. Jasmine, a 28 year old woman has come to therapy presenting symptoms of chronic anxiety and episodes of panic attacks that have been increasingly affecting her daily life. She reports difficulty in maintaining relationships and has recently experienced a decline in her work. Diana, you might wanna um, mute yourself. Ex uh, performance, Jasmine has a history of trauma from an abusive relationship that ended two years ago. 
During the assessment, she reveals that she often feels overwhelmed and helpless with her anxiety being triggered in situations where she feels out of control. Jasmine appeared motivated to engage in therapy and express a desire to develop better coping strategies to manage her anxiety. Based on Jasmine's presentation in history, what is the most appropriate initial focus for her treatment plan? So we have A, starting cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT to address Jasmine's anxiety symptoms by changing her thought patterns and behavior. Then we've got B, introducing relaxation techniques and mindfulness practices to help Jasmine manage her immediate symptoms of anxiety and panic. Then we've got C, engage in trauma-focused therapy to address the underlying trauma from her past abusive relationship. Then we've got D, encourage Jasmine to join a support group for individuals who have experienced abusive relationships to provide her with peer support. All right, so let's look at A. Do we keep A or do we get rid of it? Keep it. Okay, we'll keep it for now. Now let's look at B. Do we keep or get rid of it? Y'all got quiet. Get rid of it. Keep it. Get rid of it. So we'll keep it. We'll keep it for now. Okay. Well, let's get. We're we gonna get to two that we can keep. C. Do we keep C or do we get rid of it, guys? Get rid of it. I'm hearing one person say get rid of it. I'm gonna check the chat too. Okay. D. Do we get rid of it or do we keep it? I said get rid of D. Okay, get rid of D. Cool. Yeah. Now now we're stuck between A and B. I'm right? A. Yeah. Okay. Are we throwing B out then? Yes. Okay. So because we were originally in between two, I do want to break down this question if you guys don't mind. Um, Jasmine, a 28-year-old woman. So we always want to highlight age, right? That's important to know where they are behaviorally, cognitively. What does she come in with? Her chief complaint was symptoms of chronic anxiety and the episode of panic attacks that have been increasingly affecting her daily life, always pouring out chief problem. So I would highlight that. You guys will be able to highlight on the test, I believe, in five different colors. She reports difficulty in maintaining relationships. So I need to highlight what are all the symptoms that she's experiencing. Maintaining relationships. She's experiencing a decline in her work performance. That's important. Now we've got her history of trauma. That's also important. Abusive relationships. That ended two years ago. Now we have a duration of probably a precipitatory event now now we're in the present during the assessment she reveals that she often feels overwhelmed helpless with her anxiety being triggered in situations where she feels out of control that piece i would definitely highlight in a different color because that tells you in your present time in the assessment what is she really struggling with okay Jasmine appears motivated to engage. Hold on. Jasmine appears to be motivated to engage in therapy and expresses a desire to develop better coping strategies to manage her anxiety. I want to point that out because not only during the assessment, you're given two things. You're giving her present symptoms of what she's really dealing with. Because in the beginning of the STEM, they just gave you chief complaint overall. 
Now you're in the assessment part. So now they're actually giving you symptoms, right? And then what does she want? She has a desire to get better coping skills so she can manage her anxiety. With that, you guys were originally in between two, relaxation techniques and mindfulness practices or CBT. The KSA for this would definitely be assessment here as well as intervention with clients here. Why? Because you would have to know what CBT as an evidence-based intervention is effective for. It would be effective for her anxiety because we have to change her mindset around how she's looking at her symptoms and her perception of things. So before you um, interject, Maurice, I wanted to point that out because that's important when you're looking at these types of questions. May On the test, they may be a lot shorter, but you gotta make sure you point out, who am I serving? Is there an elderly client, 28-year-old woman? because that gives you a description of where that person is cognitively and behaviorally and being able to apply a developmental theory to it if that's needed. In this case, it's not. You needed to know the KSA's uh, assessment, which is about what, 28% on the master's, 30% on the clinical um, intervention with clients that goes into evidence-based practices such as CBT. On the master's, that's about 24 on the clinical, that's a big chunk, 28. So you would need to know not only the diagnosis, but you need to know the evidence-based intervention that's gonna effectively work. Those are what this question was testing. It's not just about knowing what the answer is, guys. It's really knowing what is ASWB looking for and how are you supposed to apply content to the vignette in order to get the right question right and how to decipher between two. Because relaxation techniques and mindfulness practices, yes, that could be helpful, but not as effective as CBT, being as though that is a practice that is backed up by research. So that's what I wanted to point out. Maurice, you, I'm sorry, you can go ahead. Maurice, you there? Oh, no, you, you already went over it. I was going to ask a question, but you just said it. So okay, a is the correct answer? It is the correct answer, but again, Nicole, it's not just about, you know what the answer is. I want to make sure you guys know what type of question it is. That way, when you see this type of question again, because I'm sure you will, especially on the master's in clinical, those application and reasoning questions are harder. And the reason why they're harder is they're expecting you not only to recall it, you have to know how to apply it. Does that make sense what I'm saying, Nicole? It does. I selected A. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm just, just letting y'all know. Okay, try to make sure I'm teaching. Uh, <laughs> with that, I am going to throw through the rationale pretty quickly. Um, of course, considering Jasmine's chronic anxiety, panic attack, impact on her daily function, the most appropriate initial focus would be CBT. Again, as I said, we'll establish evidence-based approach for treating anxiety. It's aimed at modifying dysfunctional thinking and patterns, which are likely to contribute to her anxiety and panic attacks. This approach can be provide Jasmine with immediate strategies to manage her symptoms and address underlying issues. And as I said before, B would be out, very beneficial, but using a primary focus of treatment would be, CBT is a more comprehensive approach to get to the root cause of her anxiety, 
Although it's addressing trauma for C, it may not be the most appropriate initial focus, especially if Jasmine is currently struggling with severe anxiety. Starting with trauma-focused therapy might overwhelm her initially and could exacerbate her anxiety, which means increase. D, joining a support group can be a valuable part of Jasmine's recovery, but as an initial treatment focus, it does not directly address her initials her individual symptoms and thought patterns as effective as CBT would. With that, we are going to go to question four. Sam, a social worker, is tasked with addressing rising concerns about youth violence in a diverse urban neighborhood. Recent incidents have heightened tension among community members and local authorities. Sam's goal is to develop a community-based initiative that involves local residents, youth, and creating solutions. Sam has conducted primary, uh, preliminary meetings with community leaders and noted as a general sense of distrust towards external interventions. Many residents express a desire to be actively involved in developing and implementing strategies that would directly impact their lives. Sam realizes the importance of effectively mobilizing community participation to ensure the initiative's success. Considering the context and Sam's objective, what should be the first action Sam takes to mobilize community participation effectively in developing the initiative? Yes, this is a community question. A, organizing a large community forum to publicly discuss the issues of youth violence and gather a wide range of ideas and opinions. B, conducting targeted focus groups with different segments of the community, including youth, to understand their specific concerns and perspectives. C, developing a detailed action plan for <coughs> excuse me the initiative including potential interventions and presenting it to the community for feedback <coughs> establishing a small diverse steering com committee composed of community members who can provide insights into guidance on local dynamics so that's a mouthful remember that the community is always your client uh, that's something i want you guys to remember if you don't remember anything else chapter three well, interventory clients content area three is a very dense section. So if you don't remember anything else, remember that the community always comes first. <clears throat> With that being said, let's look at A. Do we throw A out or do we keep it? What are we doing with it? Throw it out. Okay, we'll keep it for now. We've got a mixed bag. B. <clears throat> keep it. Okay, C. Throw out. Throw it out. Okay. <laughs> Did I hear somebody say <laughs> they don't know? Um, D. Throw it out. Throw it out. Okay. You guys are in the right area. We're down two. Now we got a choice. Which one are we going to do? I'm going to check the chat. I'm, just gonna, I'm going with E. Is there a reason why you're leaning towards A? Oh, she disappeared, y'all. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Don't let her oh, stop. <laughs> huh? What'd I do? Um, but it's cool. She'll come back. It might have been a bad connection. With that, I didn't scare the way that with the community questions. It's like, so <clears throat> what are we choosing? I choose B. <laughs> Why? Because it's like a task force because you're involving everyone to understand their persistent concern and perspective. 
It's say understanding their specific concerns and perspective. And it's a, it's like a focus group, which it is. It's a focus, they focus on a community and you get in from each one in the population who's, it's, it's, um, excuse me, it affecting because they represent that part of their population. You're doing it as a target group. So they have different elements or different segments in it. So you can get an idea from each one of them, but not from one. So actually when you do something like that, it's talking, you always do a focus group because focus group focus what's going on and what needs to be going on with the community because you're getting a variety of different opinions from different perspectives. Hello, Hermine. Look at you getting all better with the questions and stuff. Okay. Well, you know what? This way, I was taught very well by you. I was studying today, and I realized my downfall was I don't know how to answer the question. <laughs> but you're learning. Look at that. But with that being said, <coughs> that is correct. I didn't feel like I need to give an explanation because you pretty much said it. Um, for Sam, conducting target groups with it's going to have a various of different community <coughs> segments, especially for the youth. So giving them a deep understanding of their specific concerns, perspective, their ideas, it will allow for a more intimate and detailed discussion where their voices can be heard and that the initiative is grounded in actual needs and experience of the community members. That's why I said community, if you don't remember anything else about community questions, <coughs> they always come first. So. I'm looking at the chat. Why you put that email tree there, Miss Hunter? <laughs> so let me just put it in the rationales here. While a large community forum can be helpful, it may not be the first step as it can overwhelm and may not allow for more in-depth <coughs> discussion. So C, developing a detailed action plan before understanding the community's specific needs might lead to resistance. <coughs> oh, I need to get some water. Establishing a steering community is valuable, but um, you have to gain a better, broader understanding of the community's concerns first. Ooh, I struggled to do that, y'all. <clears throat> okay. Um, let's get to the last one here. Okay. <clears throat> y'all guys mind if I get some water? Lord Jesus, y'all got real quick. I'm going to get some water. Y'all, <clears throat> hold on, because I'm like... I'm sitting here struggling. Okay, that's better. <clears throat> okay, Karen, <clears throat> a social worker in a community mental health center, is preparing a progress report for her client, Tom. A 40-year-old man who has been receiving therapy for depression and anxiety, Tom has made significant progress over the past six months. Note duration. Um, particularly in developing coping strategies and improving his work-life balance. <clears throat> he has also been actively participating in group therapy sessions and community activities. However, Tom has occasionally expressed concern about his privacy and the confidentiality of his therapy sessions. Karen is aware of the importance of maintaining client confidentiality while providing an accurate and comprehensive report of Tom's progress. So in preparing Tom's progress report, what is the best element for Karen to include to maintain ethical standards and effective communication um, of Tom's progress. So we've got A, a detailed description of Tom's personal history and background as it provides context to his current mental health status. We've got B, summaries of specific conversations from therapy sessions to illustrate the progression of Tom's thought processes and insight gain. We've got C, 
general observations of time progress, focusing on his participation <clears throat> in therapy and improve in coping strategies without revealing sensitive details. We've got D, information about Tom's participation in group therapy and community activities, including his interactions with other group members. So let's start with A. Do we keep A or do we toss it out? Well, we don't want it. Throw it out. Put throw it out. Okay. What about B? Do we keep it or throw it out? I'm looking at the chat too. B, we throwing it out? Yeah, throw B out. Y'all didn't tell me what to do, B. Throw B out. Okay, what about C? Keep it. Okay. So you guys are keeping right now A and C. B is out, right? <clears throat> okay. So D, do we keep it or throw it out? We'll be knowing with that. Throw it out. Okay, now we're stuck between two here. So we've got A or C, what we doing? And I want you guys to think about what is the presenting problem? What's the problem that's there? And what are they testing? This is an ethical question. I think they're testing confidentiality, so I'm thinking that's gonna be C. Bingo, that is the answer. We got it. Well, I felt like I gave y'all a hint, but I'm gonna give y'all that credit. Though. Uh uh. Okay. <laughs> <Sorry. It's okay. laughs> All right. So the best element to include is a general overview of time progress. Shayla, you know I'm playing. Emphasizing his active participation in therapy and improving coping strategies. This approach respects Tom's concerns about privacy and confidentiality while effectively communicating his progress. It provides an accurate representation of his therapy outcomes without divulging <coughs> sensitive or personal information. Why is it not the others? So A, including a detailed description of Tom's personal history may infringe on his rights to confidentiality and privacy, particularly if it's not directly related to his current status. Then we got B, summarizing specific conversations from therapy sessions could breach confidentiality and might make Tom uncomfortable, especially if he has expressed concern about privacy. And then we got D, Sharing information about his interactions in group therapy and community activities could violate the confidentiality of group settings and potentially disclose information <clears throat> about other members. All right. With that being said, that is uh, a wrap for this group tonight, y'all. I got to get on out of here because my group members are waiting for me. It's about four minutes past, but I hope you guys feel inspired um, on a serious note, and I hope you guys... Um, reach out if you really need to. It's not always about what I offer. It's just making sure that you guys get the right support that you need. So I'm here. I'm around. With that, I'm out of here. Um, the podcast will be up. Should be 24, 48 hours if you want to recap of everything. With that, have a good night, guys. Bye. Are you doing TikTok tonight? I do TikTok on Monday and Tuesdays. I'll be there. Okay. See, Maurice, now you turn it into Sarah. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys.